Welcome to Heart Shaped Pod, a Nirvana fan podcast, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Travis Clark. I agree. It's getting it's starting these fucking podcasts, man. It's overrated. Is it? Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome <laughs> to Heart Shaped Pod. How's it going? I'm Adam Todd Brown. I'm Travis fucking Clark. I am guest John Fahey. Guest John Fahey. It's so convenient that John Fahey's real first name is Guest. It is. A lot of people don't know that. Right. A lot of people, because right. uh, you just go by John Fahey. Yeah, I go by yeah. John Fahey. Yeah. Because there's another guest Fahey, very famous. Right. right. And it's just don't want to cause marketplace confusion. Yeah. Nobody needs that. There is a very famous singer songwriter, John Fahey, that I do sometimes wonder if Kurt Cobain was into. What? Yeah. F A H E Y. Oh. Yeah. Very uh, famous, like kind of uh, folksy. There's a uh, very famous Travis Clark of the band We the Kings, and that's not me, if you're wondering. If, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, this whole time. I'm, n- I'm nobody famous. Well, there's a guy in The Hobbit named Adam Brown, but oh, that's about it. Mr. Todd Brown. Yeah. The, As Vanessa says. Wait, in the, in the book or the movie? <laughs> the movie. An actor named oh, Adam Brown. There's a Travis Clark in, uh, in one of the Ring- Lord of the Ring movies who was like a uh, stunt dude. Oh. But is there, is there it, a John Fahey in any of those movies? You know, or? Yes. Oh. Yeah, absolutely was. <laughs> there probably was. He was a uh, crying Hobbit seven. Uh, <laughs> very hard to miss. This is going to be a fun episode. We're talking about. Well, for one thing, we have John Fahey here. Hi. Yeah. Uh, also but, a huge Nirvana fan. Yeah, he's Massive. the one who likes all their pretty songs and he likes to sing along. Uh, that's, uh, that's me. But, yeah, but he don't know what they mean. I don't yeah, know what yeah. they mean. No, he doesn't. Yeah. Uh-uh. I don't know what they mean. I, I usually don't mean yeah, anything. I, I really would plead with both of you guys to uh, let me be on the program several times because really, I've like read every Nirvana bi- a biography. Have you read? <laughs> Have you read uh, "Everybody Loves Our Town"? No, a oral history of grunge by Mark Yarm. You have not? Then you can be on the show. You can definitely be on the show. That is a prerequisite. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Uh, And if possible, interview him. Uh, Yeah. That'll be fun. Here's the the backstory. We had Mark (laughs) Mark Yarm Yarm, or Marky Arm, Marky Arm, as we like to call him, (laughs) on the show. And he wrote a book about uh, grunge and Nirvana called Everybody Loves Our Town. And we had him on. And it was like we just set it up, bang, bang. He was going to be in town. So we didn't have time to read the book before he was on the podcast. Right. And- you could tell he thought we were going to read that book yeah. before he was on the oh, podcast. Yeah, it was, and uh, also, we thought the book had just come out, and it had been out, out for, for a like little bit. four years. Yeah. Uh, so now we just make a running gag of how we're going to read We're going to read it. Book. I'm definitely yeah. going to read it. <laughs> I, uh, as soon as I finish Blade Runner. <laughs> 2049? 2049. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. reading the, yeah, 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 yeah. I fell asleep I'm reading the script. 2049, too. So. What? I fell asleep. It was a midnight show. I had a uh, long you know, day. Look, I'm, I'm already going to talk <laughs> about it. I loved it. I'll talk about it in a little bit, but I'll, I'll <laughs> leave know. it. I'll leave the Blade Runner. Here's the thing. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I just think it takes place in an alternate universe. Same mm. people, different universe. Okay. All right. <laughs> that is most people's reaction when I go down that rabbit hole. Okay. Okay. That has nothing to do with what we want to talk about. <laughs> so we're talking today about... Uh, other bands that we got into because of Nirvana. Yeah. And there's a lot of them. There's a bunch. And I had to actually kind of not put all the ones down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I did, too, because Nirvana was 11 years old. First band I freaked out about and was like, I'll buy any bootleg. I'll get any single wisp of a song they ever did. Yeah. 
Um, I know we've talked about this literally on Messenger, but not mm-hmm. uh, in person. You were 11 when you discovered them? Is that what Correct. You yeah. But they were done. Nirvana. Uh, Kurt Cobain was dead about six months when I got my wow. first tape copy of In Utero. That summer of 94, freaked out about it. And it was the first band I ever went headlong into at that like middle school age. Headlong's where, a Foo Fighters song. But that's yeah. Fine. Yeah. 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 But you know what I'm saying? Where you can like really <laughs> exuberantly freak out about a band. For sure. Yeah. And go nuts. And you know, it was it was hard times because back in the nineties, remember you would buy bootlegs and they would say different song titles and you're like, this is just pay to play. You know what I mean? Well, or, they all or, had, yeah. we, we've talked about this on the yeah. show before. A lot of these songs had other names. Several names, yeah. yeah. Or a lot of people just would hear the chorus and go, that's the name of the song and you go, that's right. the yeah, 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 the yeah. Or there's a really famous bootleg of, I think it's Tourette's, yeah. where at the beginning Chris Novoselic goes, this song is called The Eagle Has Landed. Mm. And so it's called. <laughs> and then on Outsest Aside, it's right. called The Eagle Has Landed. Yeah, so there's yeah. a lot of tricks that would happen. But I would still buy a CD if I thought there was one song yeah. I hadn't heard. Yeah. I would do it. Yeah, Nirvana was the first rock band I listened to. I've, I told the story the first episode, but I didn't listen to rock music at all until I was in my early 20s. And I was really high. Uh, watching TV on a Sunday and Nirvana Unplugged came on. Oh, yeah. The remote was way across the room, and I was like, whatever, I'll watch this. And I was like, at the end of that, I was like, oh, I've been wasting my entire life uh, just listening to one kind of music. Yeah. So, like, for me, I could have put fucking R.E.M. on this list. I could have put, because it's my first band, I could have put David Bowie. Yeah, But But that wouldn't be fair. Yeah, that'd be weird. So I tried to get just my stuff in this that was like, Okay, this is mm. explicitly because... I should point out, I'm still not clear who Nirvana is. Uh, <laughs> as long as we've been doing this, I was like, I'm not entirely... Are the, they? It, it was Sweet 75, the bass player in Sweet 75. Oh, was his yeah. first band. That yeah. guy from Sweet 75 had a band before? Yeah. That's right. Holy yeah. shit. Mm. A lot of people don't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's like the Paul McCartney and Wings thing. Right, right. Yeah, how, yeah, yeah, how, yeah. How Wings how, and then the Beatles happened. I, right, like, I, right. like, I like how all three of us didn't get into Scream because of <laughs> Nirvana. Oh, that's not true at all. You did. I'm a huge. Oh my god! You want to go down? Well, that you didn't w- put them on the list. Oh, I, just, I can't put everything on the list, John. Fair, fair. Okay, so you're a Scream fan. I'm then. a huge Scream fan. That's great. Because I also, if you don't know this, the uh, lead singer of that band became the lead singer of a band called Earthlings, and it's a whole big desert rock thing. Oh, I did uh, not know. So that. I'm a, and that's where you get into your Caiuses and your Queens of the Stone Age and your okay. all of those things. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a big. I'm uh, uh the, oh god their their name escapes me but the brother and the singer were uh, the guitar player and the singer were brothers in uh. Scream the White Stripes nope no yeah. no no they weren't married mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. all right agree to disagree so uh, <laughs> which band should we talk about first John why don't you pick one first uh, I'll start with Big Black let's talk about Big Black uh, I don't know Big Black I don't know if I found uh, Steve Albini recorded in utero I'd argue your comedy Steve Albini. Wow. <laughs> that that could go either way in terms of uh, descriptions. Could be a compliment or that could be a... Let's get I'll this... T- let's, I'll take it. We need some safe spaces created around John Fahey. Big Black, um, just... It's so good. So good. Yeah, what? he produced Never... Er, uh, in Utero. In Utero. Utero. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Nirvana sought him out. Right. And uh, it was because mainly he had done uh, the Pixies. Uh, he had done Jesus Lizard, who we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, 
and uh, and Bush, and we all love that Bush record. That sixteen yeah. stone, I mean, baby. He, he did uh, the Breeders record. And he did the first Breeders record. Yeah, uh, he definitely did. Uh, Last splash. Last splash. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, him and Kim Deal have a pretty tight relationship, and uh, it. I mean, he's he's just uh, he still to this day records. We could all, if we started a band, we could all afford to record with Steve Albini. Well, that's in terms of what other studios would cost. It's far from like that's. It's far from like what I have on me. You know, like sure, sure. But if all of us came up with like eight hundred bucks, we could record with Steve Albini. <laughs> yeah, for like an hour. Like to do a whole record, it's gonna cost you some. Cash. I feel like that's all it would take me and John. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, we, yeah. We're talented. Yeah, talented. Uh, I'd just be there in the background doing some droning notes. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I don't know if my. I don't know if this is yeah. feeling it. Steve Albini just came uh, up with uh, some what they called a uh, uh, pig fuck, which was uh, the the the, the style of pre grunge that was uh, yeah. pre Nirvana. He's got a really distinctive sound. To but him. he's also in Shellac, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shellac would be the bigger band. Big Black is my personal favorite. Songs uh, about fucking. Yeah. Yep. Uh, also, Rape Man was the intermediary band in between. Mm, that's least, a problematic title. My very, least, my very least favorite Marvel character. <laughs> it's not. It was, named, yeah. it was named after a Japanese superhero called Rape Man. Yep. Well, yep, I'm going to tell you right now that origin story is not going to go over well now. It's not going to go good. Uh, uh, yeah, I think uh, one of my favorite things about uh, Steve Albini's oral history of recording in utero after was he was talking about, he's like, he's like, I was afraid to record Nirvana when I did in utero because I thought they would be rock star dickheads. And they came in and they were just like a regular punk band and they would fuck around and... There was a time where I would be sleeping in the little lounge next to the studio and they would be fucking with me. And one of the stories was that Dave Grohl came in and was shaking me awake going, Steve, something's wrong in the studio. And he had lit with lighter fluid his his hat on fire. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Steve, something's wrong in the studio. (laughs) Dave Grohl, funniest member of Nirvana, hands down. Kurt was pretty funny. Kurt was pretty funny. I think I think Dave Grohl in in uh in what the year punk broke. Dave Grohl steals the show. He's mm, so funny. Yeah, I'll give you that. I mean the grapes a, when he's talking about yeah. the 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 trays. That's such a great documentary. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, Travis, what band do you want to talk about um, first? Um, you know what? I'll uh I'll go with Caius. Caius. Yeah. Oh my. A band I don't oh, know. Oh my. Yes. You don't know Caius? Nope. Oh, I don't know a ton about Caius. Let me either. tell you guys about Caius. But they were definitely on 120 minutes. Oh, they, Hell yeah. yeah, they actually had a song called 100 Degrees. God, I loved yeah. 120 minutes. Me too. It's Matt Pinfield here with 120 minutes. God, what's <laughs> wrong with my voice? Um, Caius is a band from Palm Desert out here in Southern California. Uh, the lead guitar player you might know as Joshua Hami of Now Queens of the Stone Age. Oh. Uh, that drummer right there is Brant Bjork, who would later go on to be in bands like Fu Manchu and have a solo career. No shit. Um, the bass player on this record is a guy named Scott Reeder, uh, who's gone on to do a bunch of other things. That's Scott Reeder right there. Um, Scott Reeder and uh, was an enormous uh, Nirvana fan. In fact, during the big, I think it was like a New Year's thing where um, Nirvana was playing an MTV show. Scott Reeder and the singer of this band, uh, John Garcia, were in the audience jumping around and uh, Reeder jumps on stage. Um, 
Grohl was an enormous, enormous Caius fan, would actually hand out Caius CDs at Nirvana shows to people wow. and try and get people to uh, become on board. So it's one of those things that I, you know, one, they were a band kind of coming up when I was a teenager, and two, like, this was a band that Nirvana was talking about, like, a lot. So, yeah, I didn't know um, that. This sounds great. It's yeah, a heavy-ass song. It's, I like yeah. it. These guys tuned to C, so <laughs> they don't fuck around. Yeah. yeah. Josh Homme has just had that same hair forever, huh? Um, he varies it up a bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I, I wonder love... if he still got those jean shorts he was wearing um, in one of those shots. Uh, probably. <laughs> I mean, it's a jean you know. shorts heavy band. Jorts, yeah, there's a lot of jorts yeah. in the desert, you know. Also, this is jort rock. Yeah, uh, <laughs> short rock. <laughs> it's Matt Pinfield with 120 jorts. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, so yeah, Caius is fantastic. They're worth checking out. And then if you if you like that and you want to play with some different flavors, you go into your Queens of the Stone Age. I mean, really, getting into that band really informed where I'm still at at uh, my current age. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go a, a little different route with my my first band. I want to talk about. This is a band that uh, I I don't think you could argue that Nirvana was influenced by them. It's definitely kind of the other way around. But they also started around the same time, so they get kind of unfairly lumped in as being kind of a Nirvana ripoff band. But I think they're more than that. And that contemporaries, is, yeah. And that is a band called Local H. Is anyone familiar with Local I'm, H? Yeah, I am not. I fucking love Local H. They're Local chic- H is great. This is their big hit. Yeah, and it's really only two guys, right? Right. They. I respect the shit out of this when people do it. They lost their bass player and looked for a bass player for a while, and then they were just like. Fuck it. We don't need a bass player. I love that. Yeah, he just uses... I do know this song. Yeah, yeah. this was a pretty big hit for them. I mean, it's got 5 million views on Facebook. Or on Facebook, on YouTube. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they're a really... He's got that, like, Kurt Cobain growl to his voice. Yeah. And I think it almost kind of hurt their career a little that they were... Like I, I actually got into them because I was on Napster and yeah. I saw one of their songs and it said Nirvana clone, and I was like, oh well, I'll check that out. Yeah. And then it's like that's kind of unfair. I like it when people try to do that to hurt something because I'm like, if you're telling me a band sounds like my favorite band, I'm not gonna listen to it. Yeah, them. yeah. <laughs> you know. And this is a this is a swinging tune, but I think the other reason that they've been kind of unable to shake the the Nirvana association is because every year on Halloween they also do this shit which is uh they play a show as Nirvana that's pretty good oh, in Chicago wow and this is them playing in bloom is that them just leaning into it is They're that what, yeah super fucking leaning into it yeah Like he's got the fucking wig on, and they have the SS T-shirt on, and they, they have, have a gigantic tall baseball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they have a uh, Pat Smear who's gonna. Wow. And they, they got do a Pat Smear who's gonna come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll you'll see him in a second. Here he comes. There he goes. <laughs> but, so that, that probably might be Pat Smear. <laughs> <laughs> that may not be an impersonator. Yeah. I kind of want to go to one of these shows. I'm in Chicago all the time, and I think they do them at, uh, what's the club in Chicago? Is it called the Metro? Something yeah, like the Metro, that. yeah. I think, it's, I think they do them at the Metro in Chicago every year. 
I think that that um that's that's valid though that thing about people being like equal influences on each other because of the time and place like in in Champaign Illinois like Hum and Smashing Pumpkins were credited as being influences on each other because they were like these are just two bands that were different enough but had that same blast furnace guitar sound that came out of the same town at the same time and nobody yeah. nobody can say that e- anybody was ripping each other off yeah, and a lot of that sound, we've talked about it before, but a lot of the sound we associate with grunge and with Seattle, a lot of that comes from the Midwest. Yeah, from absolutely. Minnesota. Yeah. 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 I mean, fucking uh, Big Black. Big Black, and, uh, Killdozer. That, yeah. Like all those Jesus Lizard. really great Midwest yeah, bands. Right. So it's like, you know, Local H was just, they came up kind of in the Midwest version of what happened in Seattle. So they, I guess they kind of are the Nirvana of that scene in that way. Yeah. And if I may. They had Joshua Hami guest on a song called Rock and Roll Professionals on the, I believe, the follow up album after that oh, big really? song. Yeah. Nice. So, you know, I like to tie it all back to six degrees <laughs> of Joshua Hami, is what I like to do whenever I uh, play music. John, who do you want to talk about next? Well, I mean, again, this is something that's not fair uh, because Nirvana was the first band I got into, but I would say Black Flag was. Um, was Well, help me out with that. I mean,. How did how did Nirvana get you to Black Flag? Because I saw a quote from Kurt Cobain where he said, I feel like Nirvana sounds like the Wipers and the Vaselines meets Black Flag and Black Sabbath. There you go. And that's a quote I saw many, many times from him, like in several different interviews. So I feel like it was something he had kind of stuck in his head where he was talking about the pop and the sludge. Gotcha. You know what I mean? And so... Uh, the pop and the power. Yeah. yeah. So Black Flag was definitely something I got into from Nirvana because of that. I know that is not fair to say because Black Flag is a hugely iconic band in their own right. Where do you fall in the Black Flag uh, fandom? Like, are you a Rollins guy? Are you a Des Candino? Um, um, are you um, a Keith uh, Morris? Who's your favorite frontman? I would say um, I, I, I'm a my, my favorite album is, is My War. Okay, so but I love yeah. this stuff. I love oh, Damage. Rise Above. I yeah. love Rise Above. Um, I love Des. In any era of Black Flag, you can find something that's fantastic. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. I you was know? just curious because there's, there's, there's warring factions of Black Flag. Yeah, Black I, Flag. Fans. I think my war is sorry. there. Very sorry, that was not Ooh. what I meant to can say. Can we get a podium out here for Travis, please? <laughs> <laughs> Problematic comment. Yeah. It's above, we're gonna rise above. As a Black Flag fan, what did you think of the Dirty Projectors album? Did you ever hear that? No. Dirty Projectors. They're this uh, like super duper indie band, like indie band. Yeah. And they did a complete cover of uh, a Black Flag album, uh, Rise Above. They did. Oh, uh, really? And it's uh, it's weird. Really? Because it's it's not a rock album. Like yeah. they're uh, they're one of those like experimental, like animal collective type bands. Yeah. So it's. It's a defi- divisive record. Yeah. I think most Black Flag fans fucking I feel hate like it. that would be easy to manipulate because I think I feel like Black Flag are experimental enough in their own right like because yeah. Greg Ginn was like a big deadhead and like a, like a very talented guitar player before he decided to start doing punk rock. Right. So they were they were just super weird and out there. Yeah. You know, in all kinds of ways. That's a good pick. Yeah, is a People good should pick. be listening to Black Flag. Absolutely. And that, God by the it. way, uh, problem? is from Damaged, which is the first record they did with Rollins. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I could tell you a lot about Black Flag, but I, I realized when I started going down the rabbit hole of other things that I know a little too much about, there's a voice in my head now that goes, only you care, Travis. 
Travis. <laughs> <laughs> Only you care. I love miscellany, Travis. So every time you do that, I do cherish it. Okay. Well, <laughs> well then I, I I can do it when we're uh, just so you one know. on one. One yeah. on one. Yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, we had a whole Facebook exchange about this. We did. Yeah. Yeah. You you started posting a factoid about the word factoid did. and then didn't yes. finish it. And I was yeah, like, no, I saw that, fuck? and I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, I was like, yeah. finish. Yeah, you're not just going right. to leave that out there. Well, the truth of the matter is, Norman Mailer coined the term factoid to mean facts that are incorrect, the things that you read that are more rumor, and he coined that in his 1973 book, Marilyn, about Marilyn Monroe. So it's fake news. So essentially, it's the first version of fake news. However, colloquialism has adopted it to mean like something interesting, but really there's mm. a movement with the intelligentsia to replace it with the word fact-lit. So uh, mm. there, you, there you go. Next time you have a little interesting tidbit of information, it's a fact lit. Ah, not a factoid. Not a factoid. Yeah. Idiots. <laughs> Fucking stupid. Fucking dummies. Yeah. By the way, factoids Pieces is a band I got into because of Nirvana. I love them. <laughs> what band do you want to talk about next? I will talk about ABBA because ABBA. a lot of people don't expect that to be. I don't get it. A hu- oh my god, Cur- Cobain loved loved ABBA. ABBA. Loved them. I had no idea. They, apparently, he had all of their records on LP and wore out the grooves in the records from playing them so much. Really? Yeah. So when I heard that, because I'd heard a few ABBA songs in passing. You almost can't escape them if you have an AM radio station yeah. or anything sure. like that. Uh, when I heard that he was such a huge fan, I was like, I, d- I don't have to be embarrassed by the fact that I kind of like that, too. Yeah. So then I bought some ABBA records. and. Kurt was great for that. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Kurt Cobain really gave you the feeling that, look, man, this is the fucking music I'm into. And if you don't like it, you don't fucking like it. But yeah. he made it not weird to listen to weird music. Yeah. And that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a weird tidbit. Another Midwest uh, hardcore punk band uh, from the mid-80s, The Meat Men. Oh, we're yeah. massive oh, yeah. ABBA fans. We're the Meat Men, and you still suck. Yeah, yeah. they were huge <laughs> ABBA fans. They had a song called "ABBA God and Me." <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, man, ABBA's fucking incredible. They are great. They're they are so great much band, fun. Yeah. yeah, but I did not know Cobain was into them. Oh my god, loved them. Yeah, loved them. Yeah, there's a story about them on one of their tours. They just listened to the first ABBA record. Wow, on repeat. Yeah. I love stories like that. Like, I heard this story that Green Day would listen to Straight Outta Compton to psych themselves up before shows. Nice. Love really? that. Really? Yeah. That's surprising. Well, as young black men from the ghetto. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I get it. it They're it like, tracks. If, they, if they can make it, we can make it. Right. I believe is what they were saying exactly. with that. Yeah. yeah. They can have a musical. We can have a musical. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> So that's ABBA, if anyone's never heard. Or is it ABBA? I always say ABBA. I say ABBA. Yeah. I, I say ABBA, too, because I'm I'm an American, and I'm going to decide how I say these words, I, uh, not yeah. them. And they're great. And and then you can also go down, the uh, because of them, uh, I went down the rabbit hole of Bee Gees. And if you only mm-hmm. know Bee Gees for the like disco stuff, go before that. Like That was the resurgence of Bee Gees. Yeah. They were like weird and trippy in the sixties. Yeah, yeah, they had some weird stuff. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, every pre-disco BGS. Yeah. Every yeah. Christian lion-hearted man. <laughs> Isn't that great? BGS got yeah. some weird yeah. shit. Wow. Uh, let's talk about Sun House. This is don't know him. <clears throat> I didn't directly get into him through Nirvana. Please watch this dude play guitar. Holy shit. Holy balls. Like, you've probably heard this as a uh, White Stripes song. Maybe. 
But Jesus. But oh man, watching this dude's wrist just go haywire is the best. But I don't even want to talk over this. Kurt Cobain was so into Lead Belly. And so I checked out Lead Belly, and it was almost like too old timey for me. Yeah, like he wasn't doing this with the guitar for one thing. Yeah, but then it like got me off on a tangent, and I found Sun House. And yeah, I need all my blues music to sound like this for the rest of my life. Yeah, Let me, I, oh, I go ahead. I I just I agree with that. I I like um all of my blues to. Be stuff that I think informed my grunge. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like I don't like uh happy love blues. Right, right. I like depressing downer heavy blues. Yeah. Yeah. And this is fantastic. Yeah. Let me tell you uh what I'm observing from him playing. From a technical standpoint, he's doing everything a musician would tell you or a guitar teacher would tell you not to do. Yeah. And that's why I think you should take those rules and throw them out the fucking yeah, window, yeah. you know? I always felt that way about writing. I spent yeah. so many years writing articles online and people would like give me shit about using sentence fragments and it's like, those make good jokes, motherfuckers. Right. Like, yeah. I don't need your fucking school books to tell me how to convey this shit to people. Yeah, I agree with that. And, oh and I think some of my favorite guitar players are people that taught themselves. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of, I think a lot of things in the arts is your bad habits and your mistakes are part of your style. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, for sure. Uh, I would say that whatever is technically wrong with this guy in terms of his playing, yeah. I don't give a shit about. It. Yeah, yeah. If you can like, he's if you just find like a a Sun House greatest hits or best of, you're gonna have you're gonna have a good night. Yeah, he this is, is incredible, Adam. This is a fantastic pick. Yeah, and I, uh, it's just one. Dude. He's got nobody backing him up. Yeah, God, it's so good. Yeah, he's playing a resonator, and he's like, he's playing slide guitar, but like also playing regular guitar, kind of at the same time, because he's got a slide on his index finger. Yeah, yeah, but it's not too pronounced. Yeah, I think he just moves between chords with the slide to just yeah. add a little. I think he's in an open tuning, and from what I can tell, he's uh, using his foot as the bass drum kind of sound. But I think he's also smacking his hand against the guitar to get almost yeah. kind of a yeah. snared. Yeah, he's fucking phenomenal. I don't know if he's using his thumb too. Is he? Yeah, I think, I think he's, he's using got it a, to hit. The, it looks like he's got a yeah. pick on his thumb. I like that all of us have pretty much shut the fuck up to watch this. Yeah. yeah. Blues. 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 Yeah. That was Sunhouse with That's Blues. That's Sunhouse. Check him out. God, Sometimes. that is good. Death, yeah, like Death I, Letter Blues is the name of that song? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. And, what a uh, monster. Oof. The, uh, the White Stripes have a really great cover of that song, too. No shit. Yeah. That is heavy. Yeah, I fucking love Sunhouse so much. And I don't have either of you listened to the the Lead Belly album that Kurt Cobain was so into? No. Um, For one thing, it's eight discs. Right. So. But isn't that one of those like Library of Congress things? Yeah, it's right? like field recording right. shit. And it's no shit. Like it's cool in that way that it's like really authentic sounding and like just a dude on his porch singing. But it's also kind of 
two. Right. Like there was nothing else going on. It was recorded with like the first microphone. Right. Yeah. Right. So too, too raw. Yeah. 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 I don't even and know it, if it's too raw. It's just too like. Wh- what am I listening? I can't like the qualities that I've yeah. heard of yeah. it is like I can hear a lot of birds. We get to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yes, it was just somebody's field recording. <laughs> like, I don't know. I was out chasing this uh, whitetail wallaby and uh, heard some, I heard I this guy know. on the porch. Yeah, I decided to stick around. John, who do you want to talk about next? I want to talk about the raincoats. Let's talk about the raincoats. I think the raincoats are our British maybe, band, right? They're one of the. Uh, they're um, are they Midwest. Midwest. Uh, uh, excuse me. They're uh, 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 Oregon or Washington. This is uh, very rare live footage of the raincoats. So, Cobain would talk about this band. I think uh, he got into them when he was in Olympia. And uh, he was also into the slits that were kind of UK uh, contemporaries of the raincoats. Maybe that's who I was thinking. Yeah, the slits yeah. are also fantastic. And if you're kind of a fan of one, you're going to be a fan of the other. But God, they're so good. Is this the band that he like tried to track down a copy of their album and ended up meeting one of them and they, I, like, worked yeah, in a shop or I something like that? I believe that's yeah. right. He wrote, yeah, he wrote about it's that's in it's the, the liner notes, liner notes, notes of Incesticide. Yeah. Yeah. He talks about uh, meeting her and getting a copy of their first album right. as being like the highlight of his year. Yeah. I completely like, forgot where I was for a second, and I went to go reach for my copy of Incesticide <laughs> in my house, <laughs> which is not where we are. <laughs> oh, man. I have just a picture disc copy of Incesticide, so I don't have any liner notes. Picture disc? Yeah. It's from Brazil. Wow. Yeah. I will really want an incesticide on vinyl, and that was the only thing I could get for a reasonable price. That's insane. Yeah. Because you can it's everywhere for it's, a reasonable yeah. price now. You can get it uh, pretty much anywhere. Well, this is like 10 years ago. Yeah. No. So 2007, <laughs> it was still pretty plentiful. I never saw incesticide <laughs> in print on vinyl. Really? Oh, you wanted it on vinyl. On vinyl. Oh, gotcha. uh, no, no, okay. no. Yeah, okay. not on, uh, yeah. I just thought you meant like went everywhere. I couldn't find any version of it. No, so I bought no, this Brazilian no, no. picture disc. No. It's a guy doing capoeira. That's <laughs> yeah. really weird. No, I had all of them originally on cassette, of course, because uh, my, my parents yep. were like, you don't deserve a CD yet. Also, too, <laughs> when Nirvana was first coming out and you were 11, yeah. uh, CDs were still like $20, $25. Yeah, they yeah. still had that big, long yeah, thing. Yeah. The yeah. <laughs> this will prevent theft. Destroying the environment. Yeah, and it, it didn't. didn't. I no. ran a little CD stealing racket when I was in high school, <laughs> no, where I did. would I would go into the mall and I would wear this trench coat. Yeah, and the always way, a good looking high school. <laughs> the it was perfect because it was the '90s, and the rap section and the alternative rock section were right next to each other, and they were. Uh, set up in a way that if you just crouched down because there were three rows, yeah. the person at the register couldn't see you. So I would pick oh, up no. six CDs and I would just crouch down and put three in one side, three in the other, go out to my car, throw those in my trunk, and yeah. then do that like two or three more times. And I would do that once or twice a week. And when you do well, you were still stealing alternative CDs or you were just doing the rap ones? I was doing both because I was taking orders oh my yeah at school yeah and i was like listen i can get you alternative rock and i can get you rap right and i can get you i can got. get you ugly kid joe <laughs> i can get you green jelly yeah. or i can get you Tupac. yeah do you want two live crew or do you want uh so what was the, what was the hot 
the hot ticket back then. What was uh, uh There was a Tupac album that had just come out that was really popular. I, I, it's not Tupacalypse now. It's whatever one was after that. And uh, <laughs> Pearl Jam 10, even oh, like into 92, 93. I remember the big ass packaging yeah. for Pearl Jam yeah. 10. Yeah. So I just want to be this record store for a second. In their mind, they're like, man, we cannot keep this in stock. Also, sales are down. <laughs> I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> I mean, I think everybody in music was making so much money at the time, they probably never even noticed. Yeah. That's the, no, I the, think they would have noticed if it was like there was constantly no Tupac records, and they're like, they did finally catch on that I was stealing, <laughs> but they never caught me. Yeah. So one time I walked in, and the woman just picked up the phone and called security, and I was like, all right, well this dream is over. Mm. Take my trench coat and yeah. get out of here. <laughs> well, I know when I'm not wanted. <laughs> Thank you. I'll move on to the trench coat mafia now. I'll join but I mean, guys. everybody, please check out uh, the raincoats. Uh, Supermarket Fantasy is probably my favorite song from theirs. How many uh, albums do they have? Oh, it's a, they got back together in the '90s, right? Yeah. Well, after that, I don't know. I yeah. know of uh, I know of two albums mainly, or yeah. my main areas of focus that are are very slits ish. Slitty. Yeah. They're very yeah, slitty. They're very slitty. Yeah, I get you. They're slitty. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the Raincoats are maybe one of the most underrated bands. I think that were in the Nirvana purview. I hmm. like it. Travis. I'm going to have to go with the uh, proto-grunge band, The Melvins. The Melvins. Mm. I heard so many stories about how Kurt Cobain was allegedly the roadie for the band Melvins. Uh, so then I ended up, of course, checking out The Melvins. You can hear a lot of Melvins, in my opinion, on Bleach. Bleach is a, is oh, a yeah. I love you, Buzzo. I yeah. love you. I love you, Dale Crover. And, and and the Melvins love them, too. Absolutely. Yeah. If you read uh, Kurt's journal book, which we have, it's mostly just him writing letters to Dale Crover, who is the... Yeah. Uh, I never read that. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting, yeah. but also after a while, you feel a little dirty. Really? You feel like a little like... This is personal? Yeah. yeah. It even says, do not read on it. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. yeah. Or if you read it, you will, you'll judge me or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I really like. Um, what's the album Cobain produced for the Melvins? I don't know. He produced one. Houdini. He did do Houdini. Okay. Yeah, that was Cobain yeah. produced that. Uh, I I really like that album a lot. But I think the best Melvinsy Nirvana stuff is the sludgy stuff on the B side of Incesticide. Sure. Which I used to just yeah. rewind and play Sonic Two in my room. Yeah, I fucking love Incesticide. It's so good. It's the best non-album album that ever happened. Yeah, yeah. It's the best poppy Nirvana. It's the best sludgy Nirvana, right. in my yep. opinion. And also, a band I could have put on this list but didn't. It's the best Devo cover. Oh yeah, ever. Yeah, better than the. Uh... Oh no, sorry. Think of something else. That cover of Devo, it also glued me onto that song, which I didn't know, and I. From Tape World, the kind of place you used to steal from. Yeah. First tape I ever bought was Devo's Greatest Hits. And uh, I was super glad that Nirvana were Devo fans. Wait, Devo's Greatest Hits, the, the one that's the Pioneers that got scalped? No, it's. They, they did. Uh, at that time, they had Devo's Greatest Hits and Devo's Greatest Misses. Ah. Were twin yeah. albums on they, the. They put out a big album collection called The <laughs> Pioneers Who Got Scalped. Really? Which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Um, so the Melvins are fantastic. King Buzzo has gone on to do so many things, so many side pro projects. Yeah, Jello stuff. Um, yeah. What? 
He did stuff with Jello Biafra. Did he? Yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff on alternative. He did Poison I no, no Poison Idea was that him? No, Poison Idea was the uh, he did a, a thing that was a, a knockoff of Poison Idea. Really, venomous concept. No shit. It's a, like a, a King Buzzo. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, That's super cool. Yeah. I love Poison Idea. So Buzzo is everywhere, and now he wears a giant weird space smock whenever he performs. Yeah, I don't think yeah. th- I don't think that guy will ever stop putting out no. records. No, no, no. And people won't ever stop wanting to put out his records. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, yeah. Everyone who listens to Nirvana should have at least some working knowledge of the Melvins. Yeah. I would say more so than um, a Mud Honey. Personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were going to talk about Mud Honey on this, but. You you don't hear about Nirvana without hearing about Mud Honey. Right. Also. Yeah. Same with the Melvins, but the Mud Honey. It's more like there's like a desperation to the way people talk about Mud Honey. Like <laughs> we're somehow going to go back in time and make them the huge band. I and mean, it was like, even in that the that, ship has sailed. Well, man. We were talking about that era, whatever book it was. It was like it was supposed to be our show. Yeah, <laughs> like, they yeah. Were so mad about <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it's just like it's just because you were doing the same style, sort of. Doesn't I mean, mean you it's were the same. No band. different than yeah. in comedy. Like if right yeah. now we went to a show and some nineteen-year-old got a fucking development deal, we'd be like, "They just showed up. It's supposed to be my showcase. <laughs> Fuck that guy." I know, but that will happen. That will yeah. definitely. I probably have. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely happening. Let's talk about the Vaseline. Oh yeah, very you nice. Gotta. I always wondered how many people. Uh, I have this exact record. I do too. Yeah. I always wondered how many people, because this is like their whole discography, yeah, basically. They were, they were a seven-inch band, right? Yeah, they, they just, did. Yeah. And I always wondered how many people went out and checked out this band, expecting it to sound like this is oh, a shock is to so the system good. when you yeah. first hear it, though. This actually opens the record, doesn't it? Yeah. I think this is the first song on this collection. There's such a, like, you're, you're not going to be mad listening to the Vaselines. Yeah. And well, if you are, <laughs> I would, I would argue, well, I'd argue Kurt might have been a little upset. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I love uh, I love all of the Nirvana Vaselines covers. They're oh, yeah. so fucking phenomenal. And uh, they're a really interesting band. I almost went to see them in concert because they still from time to time tour what? and they were in minneapolis i think or they might have been here and i just i don't remember what happened but i wasn't able to go see them but that would have been cool that yeah. would have been cool how old are they now um i don't know they this, gotta be older than nirvana would have been oh yeah for sure oh yeah like yeah, yeah. probably in their 60s yeah it's At just least. weird um how he would have even got into them. Well, I mean, that's the thing. We're, like, I'd argue this is the pop punk version of an ABBA record. Yeah. You know? So it, it yeah. makes sense that this. They're falls- a UK band, though, right? So, like, where did he find these records? I you think, know? You know, that was the thing um, before the internet. You would just go to record stores and dig in the dig. bins. Yeah. And if something looked interesting to you, even just based on album art, you take a fucking gamble on it. Yeah. Remember, they were big in the UK before. I mean, they weren't big in the UK, but that's where they big enough, started yeah. to get their following. I mean, the was. way I used to find out about bands before I read interviews is I would always read the liner notes. Like, thank you lists. Yeah, like thank who, you yeah. lists. Who does my who does this band that I like like? Yeah, and I would I, always yeah. do that. All right, John. Who do you want to talk? We, I, we probably have. I'm going to throw time to do one more. I'm going to throw show. out um, what I would say is to me. I'm going to boldly say uh, the biggest influence on Nirvana. 
And the most not, oh, not know, talked I know, about. I think I know who you're picking. The Wipers. That's oh, who I thought you were that picking. is not who I the thought wipers, you were going to pick. The not wipers the one. The, I thought you were going Pixies. I thought two, you were going Pixies hard. Two covers by Nirvana would have been on Incesticide if not for, I think, songwriting royalty reasons. Uh-huh. But they covered two Wiper songs just like they covered two Vaseline songs. Which are, I know Return of the Rats. One they did them. Return of the Rat in D7. Oh, yeah. D7 is the Wipers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised D7 wasn't on. Well, and, and D7 uh, was on Hormoning, the Hormoning EP. Yeah, but it didn't make it to Incesticide, yeah. and every other song on Hormoning made it onto Incesticide. Oh wow! So, Weird. so this song was covered, and D7 was covered, and uh, they were a Washington band um, that were kind of really into punk, but into uh, stretching it out. I would say this record is this real, and Youth of America are the most. Oh, I can see where Nirvana was coming from records. Youth of America or Youth of Today? Youth of America. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the, I love uh, Nirvana's cover of this song. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Um, yeah, they, uh, Greg Sage and the Wipers, or the Wipers, um, he was kind of doing a thing because it was like mid-80s where he was like doing a black flaggy thing where it's like, Fuck these punk kids that want short songs. Now we're gonna do a ten-minute solo just to piss everybody off. You know, I'm into that. Yeah, there was that was that was a great thing about the '80s was that there was a lot of punks doing anti-punk shit to piss people off, like P.I.L. and Flipper. Sure, and yeah. uh, Black Flag. All the bands from Chicago at that time too. I, yeah, uh, Naked Raygun. Yes, Naked yeah. Raygun. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Wipers. I would say everybody check those out. I would say they're the biggest influence on Nirvana. That you could notice in More my so than your other pick that we didn't pick, the Pixies, the Pixies, yeah, Pixies are pretty strong too. But that was one of your other picks. That's where I thought you were going with this when you were like the biggest influence. Yeah, no, yeah. I would say I would say the Wipers more so than the Pixies pers- personally. Wow, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Did any anyone ever listen to Fang? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I was listening to the Nirvana cover of "The Money Will Roll Right In" mm-hmm. today. And it's it's interesting. Like that guy killed his girlfriend, so yeah. there's like it's weird hearing that song, but it it makes it better when you're hearing it from a guy who maybe got killed by his wife. Yeah. Like balances the <laughs> scales a allegedly, little bit, makes it. Allegedly, sure, whatever, yeah. Travis. All I know is that one of those people is very litigious. So, <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. All right, so this was fun. It was. Yeah. We have to do list cast in seven minutes, so Woo! we should wrap this wow. up. All right, it's going to be a good time. Yeah. Uh, what do we have to plug before we get out of here? Anything? Uh, I don't even know when this goes up. I think uh, next week. Oh, something will, like that. I will be done doing comedy by the end of next week. <laughs> <laughs> Forever? Well, it remains to be seen. <laughs> At least for the year. Uh, I'm in Mesa, Arizona, December fourteenth. Nice. Uh, doing stand-ups. And <laughs> I you're just going to tell them where you were. <laughs> hey guys, yeah, yeah. come over here. I'm going to be at a bar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll be I'll be in Wisconsin. Yeah, 14th, 14th through the 20th. I'm not doing shit. Yeah. No, we cannot yeah. hang out. I'll but. be looking up ex girlfriends in Arizona. No, uh, <laughs> uh, listen to profiles and eccentricity, please. Uh, please. The new episode is my favorite. It's a good episode. It's my favorite episode. Uh, I will be in Mercury, Nevada on December 12th. Very nice. Uh, you cannot come because that is a closed town. It took me 14 months to get into the list to go see it. 
Uh, yeah, it's a, what? Yeah, it's a Excuse town me? that's owned by the government, and there's apparently nuclear experiments that go on there, and I get to go on a tour there. They only do one a month. Uh, are you doing stand-up? No, I'm going to oh, go. Oh, you're just I'm going? Just going there. Yeah, you I'm actually just, are I'm telling just, people where you're where going. Be. <laughs> just going to be in Mercury, Nevada. Uh, that's pretty amazing, yeah. But don't show up there because you will be shot on sight. Wow. Um, and uh, I have a podcast called Quick Question, which is available on iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher and iHeartRadio and also uh, I do a Heart Shape Pod, which you're already listening to. So keep listening to this. Yeah. Never heard it. Never heard of it. All right. Uh, Please have know. me on the podcast again. We will. We, I got I got so much Nirvana to talk about. We definitely all the time. Will. Uh, and come to our live podcast December 30th at the Hollywood Hotel. It's going to be a performing under the influence podcast. Oh, shit. Oh, we're, yeah. We're going to do stand up sober and then we're going to come back and do a podcast fucked up. Let me tell you what I've known about uh, PUI. Not always great to have that recorded. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we might leave that on the cutting room floor. <laughs> it's gonna we'll be good. see. No, come. You have to come to those shows. Some of my favorite moments uh, in comedy have been at, at shows like at, at PUI shows. So, oh yeah, yeah. It's thank you guys be, for having me. Thank you for doing it. We really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. You want to do another one? I'd love to. Perfect. All right, let's get out of here. John Fahey, say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Love you. Travis Clark, say goodbye. Hey, fuckers. See you later. Hey, goodbye, everybody. We love you.